ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Father, we thank you. Tonight, I believe that God is going to do something very special in your life. Amen. I believe that God is going to touch you in a very beautiful way. Amen. And I want you to just lift your hands and thank God that he has made it possible for you. Thank you, Lord. To be a part of this experience this evening, Lord. You could have been somewhere. Many things could have cut you off this time and this experience. But I believe that God has a plan for you God has a mind about you God has a purpose for your destiny and I want you to just lift your hands and thank him that he made a way that he made a way he made a way for you to be a part of what is happening this evening wherever you are I want you to know you are in a service you are in a church service you belong to a church service and this evening where you stand is holy ground where you stand is a special place where you stand is a place of power lift your hand wherever you are and let's bless him let's thank him let's appreciate him for his for his great kindness thank him for his goodness for his mercy his tender mercy Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We are grateful to you for your great mercies towards us. This evening, I want us to pray some special prayers. Special prayers. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 Therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast 
unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. This evening, I'm not carrying the entire context of this verse across to you. But I just want us to take the first part where Paul is exhorting the church, the believers, to number one, be steadfast. Yes. Then number two, to be unmovable. And you know, that word, steadfast, is a very ancient word. You know, these days we have modern English coinage. A lot of words are modern. Very modern. You know, like Dumso and all that. <laughs> but this word, steadfast, is very old. Centuries old. Now, it, it is a word that was actually originally used by navigators and sailors. Somebody would set off from Liverpool and, you know, steer a ship to Elmina for slaves. Now, if you ever look at the map, you will notice that even the map will not give you the, the real sense of it. Just try and take a canoe and just hit, hit the road on the sea. <laughs> you will notice that, I mean, it takes something for a ship to arrive at Elmina from Liverpool. Wow. Yes. So many things. You are dealing with winds. Mm. You are dealing with storms. Jesus. And you are dealing with the sheer expanse of the sea. Oh, I mean, where do you turn? Mm. Everywhere is sea. Jesus. There's no land anywhere. Mm. So that word was used. That word was developed. That is to be steadfast means you must have the ability to stay on course. Wow. That when you leave leave Liverpool, there is a, a, a direction. Maybe north, northwest for two days, wow. and you turn southwest and so on. You needed to have the ability, it's an ability it's an to ability. stay on course. Teach. Teach. An ability. That's why they use the word, they coin the word steadfast. Come on. The ability to stay on course. Or, in case you veered off your original path, you needed the ability to return to your original course. Wow. Yes. Wow. So you, 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 you either stayed on course to the end from Liverpool to Elmina or or, in case you veered off towards Vietnam, mm. you needed an ability to return. An ability. But by whatever means, you needed to come back to your original course My God. towards Elmina. Ladies and gentlemen, My God. time will fail me to, to, to recount how many ships, how many sailors, have lost their way. How many believers have lost their way? How many pastors have lost their way? It is easy to begin. Easy. 
It's easy to begin. It's easy to start. But few are able to finish because it is not easy to stay on course. Prophesying. It's not easy to stay on course. To remain committed to your original beliefs. If your original belief was to serve God, to continue serving God, in spite of the storms of losing your job, the storms of being pregnant, the storms of, of even sin, the, the storms of financial difficulties, the storms of, 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 of a lockdown and a ban on gathering in church. If you start as a Christian, you may easily not get to the end. That's why Paul said, be steadfast. Have the ability to stay on course. And tonight, we are going to ask the Lord to grant us that compass within us. Oh, yes. I said, we are going to ask the Lord to grant us that compass. That in case you are beginning to turn away, there will be a beep. There will be a beep that where you are headed for is dangerous ground and then you turn away. Oh, how many Christians' time will fail me to tell you how many believers enter church and in the church they got lost. They met met the enemies of the church in the church. They met the enemies of the pastor in the church. They, 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 They joined circles of friends. People are in church, but they are fornicated. Hey. Yes, godless people, Jesus. pornographers. They don't read their Bible even once. In fact, they don't even come to church with a Bible. Hey. If you take their phones, you'll find only unbeliever music. And if you find yourself in the midst of such a, such a group, you can easily miss your way. Tonight, we are going to pray for steadfastness. Maybe you are watching me. You are a part of the service. But you've lost your way. Hey, yeah, some of you don't even know you've lost your way. Mess. It's the second prayer we are going to pray. That God will show us by revelation, by his mercy, that what you are doing, you are off. That God will send someone who will talk to you and say, this way of living is inappropriate. Mm. The first prayer we are praying is a prayer for steadfastness. steadfastness. The ability to stay on course. Stay. That's why Paul said, I am determined. Mm. I am persuaded Professor. that nothing shall be able to veer me off my course. Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, life is full of storms. Preach. Life is full of challenges. Preach. Life is full of unexpected Preach. events. Preach. But blessed are those who are hmm. able to stay their course. Yes, walk with God. Continue praying. Continue reading their Bibles. Continue loving God in spite of challenges. Wherever you are, lift your hands. We are going to pray for the grace to stay on course. The grace to continue. The grace to continue. In spite of the winds. In spite of the storms. We are praying for the ability and the capacity to continue moving towards the end. Paul said, I have set my eyes on the mark for the prize of the high calling. He said, one thing, this one thing, one thing, one thing, just one thing is on my mind to continue, to persist. Wherever you are, lift your hands and we are praying for the ability to stay on course. Whether you are married or you are not married,
married, whether your child is not well, or your child is well, whether you are feeling well, or you are not feeling well, whether you have got money, or there is no money, the ability to stay on course. Pray. Let Tabosi Mayande Ramamazin de Lebosa Ramagabe Yandalaba Yababa Yababa Inandolobos in Nalova Mayande Yamalaba to continue praying to continue serving God to continue loving God to continue singing for God to continue preaching to be steadfast to be steadfast pray wherever you are pray Masabonde, Lenga Baba, Zabalaba, Reina Mozima Langalaba, Imayangalaba, Imama, Yamayande, Imayangalaba, Yababa, whether you are broke or you are not broke, Imande Kababa, Lama Sanda, Lababa, 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 La baba, 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 la and we are praying we are praying we are continuing to pray but the second part of steadfastness that the ability to return in case you stray yes in case you stray you you are you, you may not know you know one day I went to Tema, a ship, one of these messy ships that had uh, a library in it, berthed at the Tema port. So I went with my beloved at that time to go and uh, see the library and uh, buy some books. And we spent a lot of time in the, in the, um, on the ship. But I just wanted to be inquisitive a little, so... I, as she was in there, I came out of the ship and went to stand just around, just observing the waves. So where I stood, there happened to be a little boat in front of me. I will never forget it. And it was evening, like 8, 8 o'clock. And the sea was calm at the harbor, Tema Harbor. 
and you, you just find the waves, you know, dancing a little. There was nothing boisterous, no waves slamming. No, no, no. It was just quiet and cool waves. So I went to stand by at a place where there was a little boat. I must have stood there for about 10 minutes. I was just praying. When I came to myself, I noticed that without any storm, without any wild waves, banging waves, the boat that was in front of me when I went to stand there, the boat had moved about five meters away. It was going. Yeah. Yes. Without any storm, without... And, 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 and I realized that life is like that. Yes. We are all like boats on water that is just dancing here a little, just bobbing up and down a little. And if you are not very careful, if you are not properly anchored, before you know it, without any storm, without any difficulty, you are veered off. That's why Paul said, be steadfast. That is, in case you discover that you have gone off, have the ability to find your way back to the original course. We are going to pray. If you are watching me, this night and you have veered of course a type of sin has entered you a type of life you believe is not right has crept innocuously and insidiously in your life the power of God is able to bring you back to your point oh yes the Bible is replete with examples of people who veered of course but they came back I said they veered of God Peter veered of course. Professor. He denied his master. Professor. He denied his savior. Professor. He swore that I don't know this man. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, he came back in the book of Acts. Mm. He was the one preaching to thousands. Preaching. I see you coming back. Amen. I said, I see you coming back. Amen. Jesus told the story of a prodigal son, of the prodigal son, who veered of course, but uh, he came back. back. I said, I see you coming back. Amen. Whatever has taken you off course, whether it is a sin, whether it is money, whether it is riches, whether it is poverty, whether it's your personal problems, I'm here to announce that there's power to bring you back to your original path. There's a pastor who may be watching me. Even your message has changed. Your original message was a message of passion, a message of power for salvation, power to save, you were preaching fellowship. You were preaching discipleship. You were preaching holiness. But now your message has turned to another type of message. Paul calls it another gospel. Another gospel. But no matter where you have veered off to, God's power is going to bring you back. As we pray, believe that God will send a book your way. He will send a man your way. He will send a preacher on television your way. He will send a dream your way. He will send a counselor your way. He will send a sister your way. He will send a brother your way. He himself will speak to you with a still small voice. I want you to begin to pray right now that the Lord will bring you back to stay on course. The Lord will bring you back on course. That in case your life has gone off course, the power of God will bring you back. Begin to pray now. 
Just lift your hands and thank him. Thank you, Jesus. We are going to pray our final prayer. We are going to pray our final prayer. Lift your hands and just thank him. Thank him for the inner compass. Thank him that you are not the type that strays like a goat. You stray and stray till somebody catches you and uses you for kebab. No. Thank him that there's a compass in you. Whenever you stray, you are brought back. Whenever you stray, thank God for, for voices of your pastor, of your shepherd, the voice of your conscience, the voice of his word that keeps you on track. Thank him. Lift your hands and thank him. Masabaya, Landala Baba, Leka Dababa, Ramama, Labasina Laba, Rimamama, Zamion Delebo Shata Baba. Father, we thank you. The last prayer I want us to pray. As I said, we are not, you know, carrying the entire First Corinthians 15:58. That will be a convention. But we are praying that last prayer is what Paul said we should become. Unmovable. Hallelujah. Unmovable. Hallelujah. Say unmovable wherever you are. Unmovable. Say unmovable. Unmovable. Say I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Say I cannot be moved. I cannot be moved. Say God is on my side. God is on my side. I cannot be moved. I cannot be moved. Say I am unmovable. I am unmovable. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, 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 listen, listen very carefully. You know, I traveled one day and was in a church. And I happened to be, after ministering, I happened to be in the office of the senior pastor, the bishop of bishops. We were fellowshipping and we were told that a brother had come. And so the brother came in. The brother wanted to see the pastor, the head pastor. But as they were chatting in their language, once a while, the head pastor will tell me what they are discussing. Now, to cut a long story short, I got to know that the story was about this brother who had come in had been sacked. Mm. Something had happened 
in the church and he had been sacked. But as they were talking and chatting, then the senior pastor who was talking to this brother said to me that Bishop, that's what you call Bishop, you know, I feel sorry for this brother I sacked because his removal from the, from the ministry was like a collateral damage. Mm. Mm. That, that he himself did not do anything wrong. Mm. But he, he, he was too close to somebody who had suffered major bullets. Hey. Too close. I was eating. But I never forgot it. Too close. That's when I realized that you don't need to be the object of Satan's attack. Wow. But as the bullets are flying, my God, a bullet, a stray bullet can just clear you. Mess. So the brother had lost his livelihood, his living, his ministry, not because he had done anything wrong. Mm. Help me, Lord. Help me. My mind goes to Luke 22, 31. I'm talking about, say, unmovable. Unmovable. My, my dear, you don't need to fornicate to be removed. Wow. You can be very holy. But if you don't pray, somebody can unseat you from where you, you originally are. Yes. A stray bullet can down you. Yes. That's why Jesus told Peter, Luke 22, 31. He said, Simon, Simon. Satan has desired to have you mm. that he may shake you, sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you. Pray. Prayer is the panacea. Thank you. For, 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 for siftings and movings and supplantings of the enemy. God bless Whatever you. Whatever the enemy has planned for you, I'm saying that you don't need to steal. You don't need to be a bad person. You don't even need to be disloyal. All you need to be is to find yourself in a place where bullets are flying. Bullets. But I came tonight to prophesy to you prophesy. that no devil shall take you off your Amen. seat. Amen. Where God has planted you, nothing shall remove you. Amen. No power present, Jesus. no power of things to come, Jesus. no power to come shall be able to take you away. My God. He said, be unmovable. And one of the ways we can guarantee our spots is to pray. Pray. He said, for, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. If you don't pray, you can be a widow one of these days. If you don't pray, you can be fatherless one of these days. If you don't pray, it's not people who are hard working, lose jobs. Yes, you don't need to be a lazy, you know, non-working non, non-target meeting person all you need is your name to just come up when there's a heated discussion remember mm. remove her, remove her, remove her, take her away lift your hands any conspiracy to supplant you, Professor any Jacob mm. that, mm. that shall mm. arise mm. to take your birthright My from God. your hand, Man, to days. take your God given destiny from your hand, any agenda, any conspiracy, any, any, any plan that has been engineered to make sure that in a year's time you will not be where you are now. We are about to pray to stop it, stop to it. bind it. Yes. To reject yes. it. 
to refuse yes. it and say no more. No more. Begin to clap your hands and begin to pray right now against any devil that wants to move you. Any devil that wants to move you. A relative of mine, I met him recently. So it's been a while. Sado, I just came from surgery. He said, I would have died. He said, why? So I was, we were sitting in front of my house, three, myself with some two other guys. And we were chatting and some two guys came on a motorbike. As soon as they got down, they got, one came out, uh, came towards us with a gun. And ordered us to put our phones down. And we put our phones down. And I just asked the guy, ah, what is wrong? As soon as I said what is wrong, he just shot me in my abdomen. Mm. And when he, as soon as he shot me, the other guy got angry and said, what is this? Is that what we decided to do? What have you done? Did we plan to kill anybody? What nonsense is this? Let's go. Mm. But it was late. My brother was already in a taxi, headed for Ridge Hospital. It is just God's mercy. The mercy. bullet did not enter the liver. Hey, it just passed by the liver and you know tore some about just a few weeks ago. But when the two guys were going, they didn't they are not planned to kill. No plan. They are not planned to kill. No I said things which have not been planned can happen to you. Mm. That's why I'm saying that pray because Satan, when he is around, there's nothing like logic. There's nothing like what we planned. No. There's nothing like oh, this is not what we meant. Mm. Oh, I didn't mean that. But you have already been removed. Begin to clap your hands and pray once again. Lapa, 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 Lapa,
any woman who wants to remove you, young man, bind, bind the sword. They should die first before they come near you. We stop you. We Lift your hands and just thank God. Oh, yes. That He will keep you. Thank you so much, Lord. Lift your hands and bless Him. Thank you. Thank you. Just lift your hands and bless Him. Father, I bless you. I thank you. Yes. I thank you. That your hand is able to keep me from falling. Yes. Thank you that I, I will not be moved. Maka Baba. Mama Mayama. La Mama. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you, Jesus. We shall not, we shall not be moved. We shall not, we shall not be moved. Just like the tree. That planted by the water We shall not be Sing with me I shall not I shall not be Oh, 
your hands wherever you are. Keep clapping your hands and let's welcome the worship team to take us deeper into the presence of God tonight. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. God bless you. I want you tonight to help me welcome Kimberly to bless us with a song. Keep clapping your hands. Hands.
Wow. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Keep clapping your hands. For Kimberly, God bless you. Hallelujah. Tonight, I believe that God is coming your way with his wisdom, his ways, and his power. Hallelujah. And I have no doubt that God has sent me to you with a word for you tonight. And on this beautiful Wednesday evening, I want to share with you for a short time a very important message from this bestseller titled Backsliding. Backsliding. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. Backsliding. It is a subject you need to know about. And tonight for a short time, I want to um, come your way with this very important scripture which I believe will be a blessing to you. Matthew chapter number 20 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 16. The Bible says, So the last shall be first hmm. and the first last for many be called but few chosen many be called but few chosen it, it, it is it is very very important for you as a believer to know that the fact that God has called you. See, tonight I'm speaking to believers, born again Christians, people who have placed their faith in the Lord. And if you are watching and you've not taken that decision to give your life to Christ, I believe that by the time this message is over, you would have taken a quality decision for your life. Yes. The Bible says that when God is calling, he calls many people. Many people. So, it is just like a race, like a marathon race. Where many people start the race. But the Bible continues and says that only a few are chosen. So, a lot of people come. They come to start. But only a few people end. Only a few people end. And tonight, I want you to be one of those who finish strong as a believer. That is why this subject, backsliding, is very, very important. You know, the Christian life is like walking or traveling on a road without road signs. You don't know where is this town, which is left, which is right, where, where the, the next village is, where the next city is. I mean, you are just moving and there are no signboards. That's how the Christian life is. Christianity also 
doesn't have any signboards. There are no signboards. When you give your life to Christ and you are living your life, there is no, there is no signboard that says hell to the left or destruction 10 kilometers ahead. There's nothing like that. You will need to have the ability, that's why we pray that prayer, the ability to remain on course. Because not everybody who begins finishes. I'm talking to somebody here today who has already begun the Christian life. You are two years old in the Lord. You are one year old in the Lord. You are seven years old in the Lord. Well, I want to congratulate you for coming thus far. But it does not mean that you will finish. It does not mean that you will see the end. I got born again 37 years ago. 37 years of being in church, being born again. It still doesn't mean that I will finish. Yes. It's very important that we see the end. It is very important that we get to the end of this journey. That is why the words of Jesus are clear that even though you see many people starting, only a few end. Only a few. So a lot of people backslide. You know, a lot of people backslide. And you, 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 you must know this very important thing about, about backsliding. That backsliding, that is sliding back. When we walk with God, we have to advance. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to give you foundational teachings on this subject from this book. Backsliding is not sudden. It is gradual. That's why every day of your life, this subject must be on your mind. It is gradual. You just go. Before you know it, you are in a life you never expected. Before you know it, you are doing something you never expected. Before you know it, the person you called your father has become an enemy to you. Before you know it, the church you called your home has become a despicable place for you that you can use any word to describe. All these things are slow. They don't happen suddenly. Nobody just, you know, goes to church one Sunday and the following Sunday he has backslidden. No, it's slow. In fact, if it is 10 years, you, you can easily take 8 years of your backsliding life to be in the church. You can be in the church for 8 years backsliding. So you, you, I mean, is that the last year or last two years that you step out? A lot of people who are in the church have backslidden. But today, I believe that God is coming your way with, with a very important word. And you see, let's go back to Matthew chapter 10. Let's read Matthew chapter 10. Verse number 22. He says, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end, 
He that endureth to the end shall be saved. So what we call salvation, it may mean something very different to what God really calls salvation because salvation actually to be saved is not at the beginning. To be saved, you must see the end. So when you come to church and you lift your hands and you say the sinner's prayer, it is just the beginning of something, the beginning of the beginnings of the beginning of something you are doing. Yes. Your real to say that you are saved, you should be at the end when you are about to enter the coffin and you are still born again. So that brother is saved. That brother is saved. It says, those who endure, not those who enjoy to the end. Those who endure to the end. It takes something to see the end. Many who begin never end. And I pray for you and I pray for myself that we will see the end. You see, because you can backslide. I mean you. You can backslide. You can become a very different person from what you originally were as a believer. You know, and I... Want us to read? I'm reading some verses to you. Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse eleven. Second Corinthians, chapter two, verse eleven. The second part is, for we are not ignorant of his devices. That's why tonight I'm coming to show you some devices of backsliding. Yes. There's some things that can make you backslide. Some instruments for backsliding. That when you are backsliding, how is it like? When, you see, backsliding is not stopping church. That's why I said, if it will take 10 years, if the backsliding process takes 10 years, or 5 years, or 2 years, you will be in church for over 90% of the time you are backsliding. Because the definition of backsliding is not leaving church. Backsliding is defined as a decrease in your level of commitment to spiritual things. Yes. A decrease in the level of commitment the level of strength the level of interest your passion once it reduces from 15 to 14 you are backsliding <laughs> once it drops from 10 to 9.8 you are backsliding because you see, if you don't notice it if you don't notice the 0 0.2 drop, it will drop by 2 and you will notice it. Receive sensitivity towards backsliding. Yes, I'm saying it again that any decrease in your passion, your interest, your zeal, any, in, any decrease in your strength, the way you are strong about the things of God, 
as soon as it, as it begins to diminish, it means you are backsliding. Any decrease in your interest in your pastor shows you are backsliding. Because that pastor standing in front of you represents God to you. He said, I will give you pastors. Yes. So when your commitment to your pastor begins to go down by even a fraction of a unit, it means that you are backsliding. And you see, I want to pray for you that you will be sensitive to pick subtle decreases in your commitment. Today, there are Christians who can go one whole week without reading their Bible and it's normal. Life is normal. You can finish watching pornography and take your Bible and have your quiet time. Cool. You can fornicate on Saturday night and come and sing in the worship choir. Cool. It's like you cannot sense that your level of oil is dropping. I pray for you today that you will become sensitive to changes in your levels of commitment, energy, zeal, interest, fire. Yes. That's why I want to give you biblical descriptions. If somebody has told you that to backslide means to stop church, oh, it's oh. Have you seen Mavis? Mavis has stopped church. Oh. Mavis has stopped church. The last time I saw her, she was at a nightclub. Hey, Charlie, Mavis has backslidden. Oh. Look, what you are describing is the, is the end stage. Yes. What you are seeing is not, it's not backsliding. It is the end of backsliding. It began the very day she stopped reading her Bible. The very day she became interested in working with unbelievers. The very day her love for the things of God decreased was the day her backsliding began. But she had not heard this message. For the next few minutes, I want to talk about how the Bible describes backsliding and I'm taking it from Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 2 Jeremiah chapter 2 and I'm reading verse number 13 for my people King James for my people have committed two evils they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and healed them out, sustains, broken sustains that can hold no water. The first description of backsliding is when you exchange fountains of living water for broken sustenance. You don't want to talk about a sustain is essentially a bucket or a container or like a reservoir. And there are people, see, when you backslide, when your prayer life reduces from 30 minutes every day to 15 minutes daily now, from one hour a day to 45 minutes, 
you are praying, oh, you are praying, but once your the number of minutes has reduced, you are backsliding. And 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 the example, the first example is that it is like you see to backslide. That is like if God is here and you are near God and you begin to move away from God. This is God. I'm moving away. Even one step back is backsliding. Now, the description of what I am doing is like somebody who has a reservoir of living water, fresh water, and the person will throw it away and go for some broken containers with some, with some brownish water. In your right mind, you will not take a bottle of distilled or nice water, bottled water, throw it away and drink brown, dirty brown water. Normally, in your, in, your, in your normal life, you wouldn't do that. But that is what happens spiritually. Anybody who draws back from God is exchanging something that gives life to something that is going to pollute the system. That you have access to clear running water. In your house, the taps are running. There is bottled water in the fridge. But you go out to the gutter and take a cup and fetch water from the gutter and drink it with glee. When you get born again, what God gives you is living water. Your life as a believer in the Lord is like fresh water. You don't have any idea how unbelievers are envying you. But they don't say it. They won't say it. As their hearts are being broken left, right and center and they see you stable, going to church with joy, doing outreaches, serving God, being in church, singing in the choir. You don't know that the life you are living is real fresh water that somebody wished that he had. I pray for you tonight that you will not exchange this living water. Yes. If you have Jesus, you have living water. I am I am the living water number two Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 21 it says are thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine you have turned into a degenerate plant of a strange vine that is a very beautiful tree God plants you. And then you, you turn into a very, very wild tree with thorns and tussles. You see that instead of nice leaves around you are just overgrown with weeds. Every believer is a beautiful tree. Every believer is a beautiful tree. I want us to read that verse properly. Jeremiah 2 and verse 21. It said, Yet I had planted thee a noble vine. I had planted thee a noble vine. Holy a right seed. How then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine to me? 
the New Living Translation says, But I was the one who planted you, choosing a vine of the purest stock, the very best. How did you grow into this corrupt wild vine? How did you become such a girl in the church? How did you, 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 were, you were on fire for the Lord. You love to pray. You love to wake up and pray. You love to read your Bible. You love to call people to church. How did it happen that today you don't have any interest in the things of God? Today. You have become a degenerate. Like, like, like you have become rotten and decayed. With thorns. With thorns. Today, I want to say to you that you need the grace to protect yourself from being a degenerate plant. Yeah. The world we are in now, if you don't wake up and fight, you will become rotten. You become rotten. You, 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 you see, to, to degenerate means to, to have a reduced and 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 to 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 reduce to an inferior form a lot of believers in the church have become inferior a very low version a corrupted version of the original somebody who when he began would not even listen to unbeliever music today you can't find gospel songs on his phone you have become a degenerate plant verse 23 Jeremiah 2 number 3 the next it says how can thou say I'm not polluted may God deliver you from pollution May whatever wants to pollute you and change you into a funny person that now you don't believe holiness again. You don't believe in righteousness again because you have, you have made contact with somebody who is polluted. So how can you say, I'm not polluted? I've not gone after Balin. Yes, that, that's what they will say. I've not gone to a nightclub. I've not fornicated with anybody. But I'm saying to you that if last year you were more on fire for God than this year, you have backslidden. You have backslidden. And you are going down and down and down. We are going to pray today against that backsliding spirit. Yes. He said, I have not gone after Balin. See thy way in the valley. Know what thou hast done. Thou art a swift dromedary traversing her ways. A swift dromedary a swift dromedary. Yes. A wild camel. Dromedary is a very nice and complex word. It's a type of camel, actually. Which has become wild. Nobody can control you. If you are watching me and, 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 and your, your, your pastor can't control you, your shepherd cannot wake you up to pray. It's like what you want to do is what you want to do. It's what you do. Nobody can tell you that the dress you are wearing is a bad dress. You are wild. You are wild. 
When we were in secondary school, we had a type of special students called wild boys. They were special. They were the guys who could not be controlled by the headmaster, could not be controlled by the senior housemaster, could not be controlled by the housemaster. They were not... They, they were not subject to the school regulations. They were wild boys. Wild. Like animals, literally. Wild. When they are coming and they are giving them fans. Today, some of them are beggars in town. I met one recently. I said, wow. Wow. If this is the end of a wild boy, then I'm very happy I sat in the class. Listen to me very carefully. You can be in the church and be a wild sister. Wild girl. No message the pastor preaches can change you. You sit in the church life. You have your own mind. You have your own way of living your life. And not, I mean, the church you are attending is like something you are attending to mark a register or some social event with some spiritual flavors. But it's not because you are subject to God. That's why when we are getting born again, the, one of the prayers we pray is that, Lord Jesus, I make you my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. Yes, Jesus Christ should not just be your Savior. He must be your Master. And anybody who represents Christ in your life should be your Master. Don't be wild. Don't let the money you have make you wild. You can sit in your house and talk about a pastor without any... It's as if you have never read your Bible before. One pastor, one pastor uh, told me about how uh, 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 another brother called him to blast him. So wow. Wow, people have become... It's like, so I, whether it is money or education or status or political, whatever, be careful. Be careful. Don't be wild. Don't be wild. Because soon you will discover that the end of all wild animals is that they are shot or eaten by other animals. Don't be wild. Another example of backsliding is like being uh, becoming a wild ass. A wild ass. The new Berkeley version of Jeremiah 2:24 says, "Like a wild donkey, accustomed to the wilderness." In the heat of her passion, snuffing up the wind, in the time of her mating, who can turn her last away? I'll read it again. I'm sure you didn't hear me well. This is the New Berkeley version. It said of Jeremiah 2:24. It said, like a wild donkey, accustomed to the wilderness. When you turn away from God, you are like a wild donkey, accustomed to the wilderness. And your, 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 your place is not the wilderness. Your place is not the wilderness. In the heat of her passion, snuffing up the wind, in the time of her mating, who can turn her last away? 
literally like an animal on heat. I don't know if you have seen a dog on heat. They don't care who is standing by. They don't care. Cry. Once he is on heat, anything that was satisfied that starts it. You, you they, they are they are they are Christians on heat. Yeah. Wild asses. Some of them are on heat looking for a girl. And there are girls also on heat looking for males. Some of them are on heat looking for money. Like nothing will stop him till he has grabbed the money he's looking for. And when they get it, they can't eat it. Your salvation must be very precious to you. And you must not be willing to exchange it for anything. When you get up, you, 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 you talk anyhow about pastors, about church, about God. Be careful. I'm warning somebody. I'm warning a brother who can just open his mouth and just talk about past, any pastor, any pastor, any pastor. If you did not call that pastor, then shut up. The Bible says that it is only before he must, his master that he stands or he falls. It is only before his master, before his Lord, he stands or he, he falls. A lady came to live in my house about two, three years ago. I'm very happy I have not seen her in my house again. Some, I don't know how, but somehow she has not appeared there again. It was not three days. It was not even three days. The first two days, I, I, just, I just began to dislike her presence in the house because she would call me and blast my house helps to me. She's done this. Hasn't this boy, this boy is like this. Hasn't, hey, Opana, do you know what he means to me? Do you know what that boy, who, who he is to me? See, when you enter somebody's house, you won't know what that house help means to the person. You will not know. There are women who are able to go to work because of a house help who is caring for the children. So when you come and you are talking about somebody's servant, you see, I will advise you, never do that. Never go to somebody's house and blast the person's servant to the person. If you have any blasting, blast him in your head. Blast the servant in your head. Because he falls or he rises before his master. It's the master, the person who hired him, who will say, you are bad, you are this, you are that, out, stay. Hey, look, open up. Depending on what the person means to the master, he may even be a thief, but the master says, I like him. I like him. Because compared to what he means to me, I'm, the things he's able to you know, manage for me to live my life as a businessman, the money he's stealing is okay. But you, when he comes and he takes your 10 Ghana, you say, oh, I, I've got a thief in my house. Do you know what he's doing for me in addition to stealing? <laughs> That's what the Bible says, that before the master, he stands or he falls. He doesn't fall or stand before you. You are nothing. 
Your opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. Yes. He's a thief. He's a fornicator. He's a whatever, whatever, whatever. Shut up. If God wants to remove him, he will not even wake up. He will not even see the morning. I'm talking to wild people. And some, some people are not, I see, this topic is about backsliding. But it doesn't even apply to some people because some people, they've not even backslidden. They, they don't even know God. Yes, they have money. They have status. They have whatever. And you see, the, 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 they can sit down and that talk. And when they are talking, the only person you remember is the fool called Nebuchadnezzar. Because people can talk. Based on the kind of money you have in your bank account. How you got it is a different story. Based on what type of status you have. If you don't fear God, you can't. And there are Christians who listen to such people and form opinions of God's servant based on the rantings of certain characters. What you don't know is that you, your judgment is very different. Am I aware that there are false pastors? The answer you yourself should answer for me. You just look at me and answer yourself whether I'm aware or I'm not aware. <laughs> but leave God's servants to the God who called them. Before something happens to you. And some of the problems they don't just end with you. He visits the iniquities of the fathers to the children to the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So what you don't know is that you are, you are creating a problem for innocent children. But I don't blame you. Evil spirits have entered you. But I pray that tonight you will come to your senses. I'm saying to you that don't be a wild ass. Don't be wild. Be, be a millionaire and be humble. Be intelligent. Yes, know what is evil and what is good. But keep your opinion to yourself. The next definition I'm ending of backsliding is a lady who forgets her ornaments. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 32. Can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. When you backslide, you are like a sister who comes out of the house and she has forgotten her wig. Meanwhile, it's not like her hair is normal. She has done that mosquito coil hairstyle. The mosquito coil, the, one, the, the mosquito coil that they put the wig on. And she, she's in town. She's attending a party with the mosquito coil. Because she has forgotten I want to tell you your salvation eh, 
if this is your salvation, if you move away from your salvation, you are moving away from what makes your life beautiful. Because salvation is a source of beauty. Turn your Bibles to Jeremiah. Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 9. Verse 16. I'm ending. When somebody meets Jesus Christ and you turn away from Christ, you have turned away from your beautification. You've turned away from what makes you nice. Whatever it is you have turned away from Christ to will not be worth it. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and you have lost what makes your life beautiful? Yes. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 16. says, And the Lord their God shall save them in that day as the flock of his people. For they shall be as stones of a crown. They shall be as the stones of a crown. Lifted up as an ensign upon his land. When God saves you, you become like a stone in his crown. Imagine the crown of the Queen of England. Those stones that are in it. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are more beautiful than those stones. When God saves you, he has introduced beauty to your life. And when you move away from your salvation, you are like a woman who has forgotten her ornaments. What makes a woman nice? Is the earrings, the necklace. I mean, we boys, hardly will we bother about necklace and earrings. But it's very important to a woman. I pray that you will not abandon that which makes you beautiful. Many people don't know. Look, it's your salvation which makes you nice. When you meet Jesus Christ, it's not just a passport you are getting to go to heaven. But here on earth, your life becomes beautiful. When the madman of Gadara met Jesus Christ, his life became beautiful. A man who was full of scars, cutting himself, naked. Nobody could control him. But when he met Jesus, the people from the town, they came and saw him sitting down and his appearance had changed. Because when you meet Jesus, that experience introduces beauty to you. It's like jewels to your appearance. It's like, it's like pearls around a, 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 a woman's neck. It's like ornaments, precious ornaments. And I pray that you will not be like a woman who wakes up in the morning and forgets that there are some saliva marks on, your, on, your, on the side of your cheek. And you just move. Hey! 
with your saliva marks and your mosquito coil. No earring. You are like, a, you are like some Alibaba madman in town. But when you meet Jesus Christ, he makes your life beautiful. I said, Jesus is your precious ornament. Tonight, I don't want you to joke with Christ. Don't joke with your salvation. Pay every price to be near God. When you start moving away, you are exchanging living water for broken systems. When you move away from Christ, you have become like a wild camel, a wild ass. You are like a woman who has forgotten her ornaments. And the next one is that you are like a bride who forgets her wedding gown. A lot of brides are more in love with their wedding gown than even the man standing there. You may not know. As the wedding is going on, she loves the dress and the pictures and the Facebook pictures and the, and the studio pictures. The man is just, is just an arrangement. So, so when the Bible likens a woman who has backslidden or a man who has backslidden to a woman who goes for a wedding Saturday afternoon wedding they've taken 8 months to plan and in, in the afternoon 1.30pm she arrives in her car and when she gets out she's wearing batik tie and die and when they, they point to her that, where's your wedding dress oh 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 then she enters the car and she has to go no 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 I, 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 I've lived for a long time. I've never heard a story like this before. I know of people who forget their wedding rings. Yeah. I've used my wedding ring to officiate a wedding before. Yeah. I removed it because the situation was bad. I said, may I have the rings? And the people were just saying, where is it? Where? I left it in the car. I, I, at home. Where, where is the house? That two hours away. So you don't have them. I call. Please come and sing a worship song. Let's bless the Lord for this afternoon. For great things he's doing. And I entered, I entered the room. Called my singer. And we, I removed my ring. <laughs> we organized the wedding and collected our rings back. <laughs> yes. We've done all these things as you are saying. I know people have forgotten but not the wedding dress yeah. and, and the Bible says that it's, it, it, it says can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire don't forget your salvation don't turn away from it don't, don't lose consciousness of yourself I, I don't know maybe I should invite a woman to come and tell me how it can happen that a bride will forget her wedding dress. I need someone. Maybe, maybe you, can, you can type it in the comments. Type it. Type. How? It's an exercise. How does a bride... I mean, what are the things that can happen to let a bride forget her wedding dress? That she comes to the, uh, um, uh, to the wedding in her, in her nightgown. Apart from madness, 
Give me two or more. Ladies and gentlemen, it may sound impossible or impractical, but the Bible says that when you turn away from God, you are like a woman who attends a wedding without a wedding dress. I want to tell you tonight that your salvation is a very, very important thing. It makes you beautiful. It makes, it brings meaning to your life. Because nobody will be happy. People are there with their wedding hats and uncles have come from Italy, London and so on. Let's say there's no coronavirus. They have all come from America and all that. And then the, the, the woman, they spent money, bought new dresses and so on, is having her wedding in her nightgown or in her batik dress. Tie and die. It's even an insult to the people who have followed her. I pray for you today that your salvation will never leave your mind. That you'll be, you'll be constantly conscious of your salvation. That you will never be ready to exchange it for anything. For anything. And the meaning of backsliding is eating your own vomit. There's a Bible. It's all my ideas. It's all here. Chapter 2. Proverbs 26, verse 11. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Because when you get born again, it's not today's type of Christianity where you can add Jesus Christ to your boyfriend or you add Virgin Mary to your psychic. To be a Christian, you drop a lot of nonsense. You vomit the things out. No more. Anybody who is born again and cannot point to something you have dropped, you are not really born again. You're not really born again. As I stand here, I have vomited some things. There are many people watching me who are Christians who have vomited some things, vomited a way of life. Some have even vomited jobs which didn't help them to know God. They vomit it. Yes. But when you backslide, you are like a dog who goes to vomit. Wow! And the dog turns away. He has vomited it. I don't know if I don't know how old you are, whether you've seen a dog's vomit before. I have seen one. I've seen a couple of them. Dogs vomit. You see the bones and the things inside them. Then he just leaves it because normally the dog, when they vomit, they move away. Then you go and go and then you turn and come back and bend down. How? 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 So you made your face. I can see your face. How? How? The vomit. How? 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 When you backslide, even if it is one step back, you have gone for something you vomited before. 
When you stop coming to church, you have gone to eat something that you, 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 you once vomited. You, you, you vomited away a life of not going to church. How come you've gone back to eat it? You vomited that boy away. How come you are the one calling her now? You vomited that girl away. How come you are either calling her or another like her? When you got born again, you stopped smoking. What is that Indian hand doing in your room? You have gone to eat your vomit. Wow! Wow! That you turn away, you come back. Unless you didn't vomit anything out. If you are a Christian, you are born again, you should be able to point to things you don't do anymore. Yes. And when you backslide, when your love for God decreases, you are in your room, now you don't pray. And doesn't mean anything to you. It's normal life. You are a dog. You've gone back. Because that, you remember, that not praying, that's how you were. And you met Christ, and you began to pray. And now you have started not praying again. You have eaten your vomits. You've forgotten when you were not born again. You're not paying tithes. Today, you don't pay tithes. You are a dog. You've eaten something you vomited. If you are watching me, I'm praying for you that God will remind you of the things you vomited. As I'm talking, I remember some things I vomited 37 years ago. Oh, yeah, and I thank God I've not gone back for them. I've not gone back for them. And if you are watching me, and by any chance, you have scooped some vomit in your mouth, I pray that you will, you will re-vomit it. Yes. Because salvation. He said, and God, Zechariah 9, God shall save his people and they shall be like the stones in his crown. When you are saved, you are, you are not just a stone on the ground, but you are a stone in the crown of God himself. He lifts you. Look at me. Look at me. God has blessed me. Oh, yes. I should be dead by now. When I was 13 years old, I could drink one bottle of vodka and collapse. I would steal cigarettes 13 years. Not 23. 13. I could smoke a pack of cigarettes in a day. So if 13 equals a pack of cigarettes, therefore 50 plus, 50 is more, if more, less divide. 50 over 13 times cigarette. 13 goes into 13, one goes into 50, 3.86. 3.86 times cigarettes is Indian hemp and death. I should be dead by now. I should be some raster man out of my mind. But Jesus washed me. Jesus saved me. And I'm standing here as, as what, I, what you are looking at is a revised standard version. It's a revised standard version. I dare not go back. 
to the things that made me a madman. I dare not. I pray that today you will value your salvation and decide that no devil, no money, no poverty, no prosperity, no pleasure, no pain, no height, no death can take my salvation from me. Not going back. I'm not going back. If your love for God is going down, you are like somebody with bottled water in a fridge and you are drinking muddy water. But I pray that you will have the ability to discern between rubbish, rubbish, and real blessings that change and nourish your life. Stand to your feet and let's close to them. Lift your hands wherever you are. I want you to pray for yourself. Lift your hands and pray for yourself. Lift your hands and pray for yourself. Pray for yourself and ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to keep you. To keep you. To keep your faith intact. To keep your salvation intact. Pray, pray and ask the Lord. Lord, Lord. Lord, keep me from backsliding. Keep me from becoming cold. From becoming lukewarm. Hot to lukewarm. Deliver me, Lord. Masata bayan dalaba. Ramamama. Saved forever. Saved till I die. Yes. Saved always. Masata bayan dalaba. Pray, pray. Pray against backsliding. Reject it. Refuse it. Bind it. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Your fire should not go down. Rather, it should burn brighter and brighter. Your strength must not go down. Your strength must go more and more. Everyone bow your head and let's say this prayer. Maybe there's somebody watching me today. You are not born again. Maybe somebody invited you. Or you used to be born again. You were a correct Christian. Dedicated, committed until something happened and you began your degeneration. You began to decay. Somebody has destroyed your faith. But today, we are coming back to the Lord. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I come to you today. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. I've gone far. Say, I've gone far from you. I've gone far from you. Today, today, I return to the cross. I to the cross. Where the blood of Jesus flows. Where the blood of Jesus flows. Wash me. Wash me. Wash me. Wash me. I'm dirty. I'm dirty. Please wash my sins. Wash my sins. Make me pure. Make me pure. Today, today, I declare. I declare that I am born again. I am born again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. My salvation. I will never return. I will never return. I will never return. I will never return. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm born again. 
and I will treasure the salvation. And I will treasure the salvation. I will hold on to the salvation. I will hold on to the salvation. my last day. So my last day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. You will not backslide. No. You rather advance. You rather grow stronger. You rather grow wilder. You rather grow fervent. The next time we hear about you, you will be a pastor on fire. From ordinary member to pastor. Yes. From ordinary member to shepherd. Amen. From shepherd to more anointed shepherd. Amen. Receive fire for your Christian life. Receive it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wow.